You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. This is Kevin. And this is Mikey. We're here to bug you for another night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and harass you. I uh, I went to Boston this week. You did, and 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 the receptionist at the doctor's office or chiropractor's office I go to regularly. Uh, when I went to Idaho, I asked her what I should bring back, and she says a potato. You did. You brought a little potato. So I bought a little potato back to her, and now I was going to Boston, and I was wondering what I should bring back that is endemic of Boston, and I thought about a Boston cream pie. Sure. And I thought about Boston baked beans. Baked beans, they come in a can. Yeah, and I thought about uh, lobster or chowder. Chowder, yeah. But what I settled on is I went down to the harbor, uh-huh. and I scrounged around the, the edges of the harbor, and I found some leftover tea bags from the Boston Tea Party, and I brought those back in a baggie. Only 300 years old. <laughs> yeah, in the tea bag, <laughs> like they used them, right? <laughs> oh, well, what the heck. Um. I guess we have to answer questions. Yes, we do. Okay. Well, if we're going to do that, you, the listeners, have to push one on your phone dial if you have a question or a comment. If you push it twice, you'll be erased from the universe. We've talked about that before. Uh, But we will go through here and try to answer all your questions and your comments as well as we can, which probably is not too good, but that's what you get for whatever (laughs) I don't know how much we charge you for this. Yeah, right. Yeah, what did you get one for month? Nothing. Your money back? <laughs> um, so we have a list of people that want to ask questions or make comments. We do. And uh, can we edit the comments if they say something we don't like? I assume we can. We've never I've tried that. Tried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We're going to start with a 307 area code. Yes. And I believe that is Wyoming. And do you think he's in Wyoming? It's a big state. It's a big state. He could be there. All right. Well, let's push the button and see if he's home. Hello, Wyoming. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? We're doing great. You? Good, good. Sitting here at the house. At the house? He's at home in Wyoming. Cool. Yeah. I I called you a couple weeks ago, um, Mike, and we were talking about air pressures and Mm-hmm. All those general steer tires were wearing on the front of my W9, and you mm-hmm. told me I was overinflated in the on the drivers and underinflated on the on the steer axle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I popped that steer axle up to 120, and those tires are starting to straighten out. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, so now things have changed for me a little mm-hmm. bit. Still doing still doing a line haul, uh-huh. same tires. Yeah. Now I'm doing line haul five axles, um, empty half the time, and when I'm loaded, I'm running between forty and forty-two thousand on a set of tandems on both the trailer and the truck, mm-hmm. and I'm up around twelve six or so on my steer. So I still think I'm okay on my steer. Twelve six. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, let's back up. Let's, let's back up. Do you have fourteen ply or sixteen ply tires on your steer axle? 16 ply. Ah, good. Okay, so you, you're running 130? 122, and then when I'm hot, I'm about 128. Okay, well, you're hot. You're, I expect you to be up 128 to 135. 
uh, if okay. you're starting at, at 120, because it should gain about 15 psi. Um, but if you need to start a little higher, yeah, because a 16 ply tire on the sidewall says minimum 120 to carry 6,600 pounds, which would get you 13.2. So right. I personally, running that much weight on the steer, I'd bump it up to 130 when you're cold. Yep. Okay. Even okay, more. no problem. Yep. All right, so, good. So then, my, put that much in there. <laughs> what was that? If you can find anybody that'll put that much in there, it, it, I know it's getting difficult to find people that will properly service the vehicle that they should be able to service. Yep. Well, my compressor will do it, so it's not a problem. Okay. Not um, a problem. Okay. So my my next my next uh, problem. And and I, I didn't address it the night that we talked about this, but you said I was overinflated on the on the drive axles at a hundred pounds. And that's okay. I and like you said to drop them down around seventy seventy five pounds. No no, okay no, the... no 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 no. The manufacturer of the tire says the minimum pressure requires a seventy to seventy five. I like right. ninety to hundred in the driving trailers. Okay. It's, there's never been a problem. Nobody's ever complained about having their drive or trailer tires overinflated by 30%. So we're, 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 all we're trying to make sure everybody understands is don't worry about putting more air in your steer tire. Because right. that's been the whole problem all along is, is people believe they need to run too little air on the, in the steer while they still see great results when they're way overinflated on the rear. Okay. Well, so... Running, running what I'm doing now, that 40 to 42 on 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 my drives and on my trailer. Mm-hmm. When I'm loaded and I'm on two lane roads and it's they're rougher than hell coming up from Pueblo to Fort Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where should I be on those on those drives? Should I be at 110 cold? No, no, you don't need 110. Okay. Okay. You're only carrying 17,000 pounds per drive or trailer axle, right? Right. Okay. Well, no, I'm carrying 21,000 per per axle. Yeah, 42, yeah. 41, 42,000. Okay, so you're carrying 21,000 pounds. Are those axles rated for that or are those 20,000 pound axles? No, they're 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 20, what the hell are they? I think they're 225 or 23s. Okay, I you got the heavier axles in. Okay, I got right, the heavier axle. Yeah. Okay, now that means that you're carrying about five thousand five hundred pounds on each one of your drive or trailer tires, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. At five thousand pounds, the minimum inflation is now ninety-five pounds. I'm pretty sure the book's not in front of us at this point. But I can find the book. We're at 4,200 pounds. The minimum inflation was between 70 and 75. So the tires need 20 pounds more than they did when you were only carrying 4,200 pounds on each tire. If you're only carrying. Okay. All right. So if you were running 100, and I said, okay, that's fine because you're overinflated by 30 pounds. Now, if you're running inflation or loads that require a minimum of 95, I would like to see that same somewhere up around 115 in each tire. Yeah. Okay. 
to get the same kind of percentage of overinflation. Because at 100 loaded that way, and I did five loads last week, and I was consistently 40,500 to 42,000, depending on where they were putting the links of pipe at and how they were putting them on a trailer. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I noticed a significant squat in the yes. sidewalls of those drive tires. Yes. So I figured I better kind of go up a little bit, but I wasn't sure, and I figured I'd talk to the guys that know everything, so I <laughs> called you. <laughs> Glad to help, but yeah, yeah. And, and, and like I say, at that kind of load, the minimum inflation for those tires is 95, and I would want at least 20 over that, so I would go to 115. And just so you know, the, the minimum pressure that, or the max, I'm sorry, the maximum pressure that you can run in any of those positions is actually stated on the rim, not on the tire. Yes, there's a maximum right. cold inflation is stamped on the rim. So just don't exceed right. that, and you can actually go over the 110 all you want up to that point. Okay. Well, I'll give that a shot. Now, if you followed the manufacturer's suggestion, like you were saying, 70, 75 pounds, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you just start creating so much heat oh, from yeah. loaded tires that they start oh, yeah. coming apart? Yes, yes. Okay. At at the load you're at now, if you ran 95, I don't expect them to last very good. They're going to generate a lot of heat. You're going to get a lot of excessive, unusual wear. And like you said, the squat in the side of the tire is where the heat comes from. Because bending that right. sidewall every time it goes through the footprint is like bending a coat hanger and the bend point gets hot. Right. That's so, what's happening. That's how it's generating heat. That's how it's generating higher pressure as it as it moves. Yeah, so you want more pressure to stiffen the sidewall. Right. Well, I think I'm there. So um, cool. I, bust, I, I bumped everything up to 110 this morning in the shop, mm-hmm. cold at 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I think I'm there. I'll I'll play with that this week and see where I end up. I just don't want to buy another set of drive tires before I have to. No, I wouldn't do that either. So, okay, guys, hey, thanks again, man. You guys are real helpful. I don't care what anybody else says about you. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. We keep trying. You have a good day. Thank you for All right, man, have a good night. Bye. Okay, well, that was a good call. Yeah, it was. That, that was interesting. I'm glad to see that jumping the pressure in the front, he's already seen an improvement. Right. So that's cool. Okay, uh, the next phone area code is? 937. 937. You got any idea what that is? Well, I know it's not Jamaica. But no, it's not Jamaica. It's Ohio. <laughs> Jamaica is under threat of a hurricane. They've got it coming in right I now. we don't hear from anybody. Nobody from Jamaica is going to call this weekend. This All is right. Ohio. 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 Are they home? I'm, I'm, uh, wait, what? Are they home? Are they home? Mm, not that big of a state. Probably not. I think they're home. Okay. They're watching Sunday night football. All right. Well, who's on? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Hello, Ohio. Hello, Mr. Beckett. Hello, Mr. Beckett. How you doing? Howdy. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. It is Ohio, and I am home. Yes, sir. I am I am hitting 100%. Aren't I good? <laughs> you are. Yes. Well, I've called good, like sir. four times or five times now. You should be... I think that's why you're remembering it. So. No, no, I've got a list of phone area codes in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the 876 I, of Jamaica. I cheat. <laughs> yeah. uh, my question is is pretty much the same kind of question as uh, the last caller. 
Uh, I just started hauling heavy. I'm grossing about 115,000. Steer tires are 16 ply, run 125 psi. Drive tires, unfortunately, are 14 ply, running 120 psi. And the spread axle trailer has uh, 16 ply, and I'm running 130 in those. And I've okay. actually I've I've taken loads across the scale a couple of times, and on the heavy loads. On the drives, I range between forty-six thousand and fifty thousand, and I I've got those fourteen ply rated tires that when they were out, you know I want to consider another tire and kind of was wondering what you would recommend. Uh, okay, well let's let's look at your maximum load. You said fifty thousand pounds on a pair of drive axles. That's twenty-five thousand pounds per axle. I'm assuming since the DOT lets you drive off the scale that you have axles rated for that kind of load. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. But, uh, <laughs> you know, guys do it every day. Okay. All right. taking chances then with this, this well, combination. Yeah, but the engineers who design those axles build in a safety margin. I know. Well, I know that they did. I'm just saying at some point you might end up at the DOT on the side of the road waiting for another tractor to take your load. Who, who knows? Who now, knows? But that's I not, got a permit. I got a permit that says I'm good for 25 per axle. So okay, good. Well, as long as they'll permit it, that's fine. Okay, so let's look at 25,000 pounds per axle. You divide that by four tires. That means each one of those tires is carrying over 6,000 pounds. Right. Yes. You need a 16 ply tire, and you need to run it at maximum inflation. Yeah. And okay. you need at the you same really time the right rims too. Yeah, you need to look at the rims and see if you've got 120 pressure rims or if you've got 130 pressure rims. Okay. Okay. Because you need a heavier rim to go with that heavier tire. Yes, sir. Okay, and and that that should take care of it. You'll have enough tire. You'll have enough rim. You'll have enough air to carry the load. Okay. Now, uh, now whether the axle whether the axle is going to flex or not, that's another discussion. Yeah, yeah. you may still uh, see tire wear no matter what. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably end up getting a, a triac trailer to put, you oh, know, you sixty thousand back there rather than, you know, divide it up that way. Uh, but right now, can't swing it. Yeah, I understand. I was asking the Michelin uh, dealer about a drive tire that was 16 ply that had a low rolling resistance, and they don't make one. You know, everything. no, they don't. So, no. So I was I was considering the all position. Uh, most people call them steer tires. The XDA three plus, as they make that the 16 ply. That's what I'm running on my steer axle. Mm-hmm. But would I have a problem with that decoupling groove in the drive axle position? You shouldn't. Not that we've heard. No, it okay. shouldn't cause a problem. The only the only thing you suffer by going there's two things you suffer by going to an all position tire. One, there's less tread. less tread on that tire, and if you got the same miles per thirty seconds that you're getting out of the lug tire, the tire's not going to last as long because there's not as much meat there. To wear off, okay. Yes, that's that's one possible problem. The second 
possible problem is that a lug tire provides you better traction in adverse traction conditions. If you're in the mud, if you're in snow, you'll have better traction with a lug tire. Not necessarily on the highway at speed, just in those other... Yeah, on dry highway, the the street rip tire actually gives you better traction. And it gives you better rolling resistance, gives you better fuel economy. Do you think the the steer tire would in the dry position would give better traction in the rain or on yes. ice? On the rain, nothing's going to give you better traction if there's ice. Except chains. Well, or, or Clorox. Right, Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I asked about the decoupling groove because I ran that uh, XTA Energies on the spread axle, and they had the decoupling groove. And in the spread axle position, they just got tore up. Flat yeah, out, because up. a spread axle trailer is not designed to turn a corner. It's yes. only designed to go straight. So you need right. a solid right. shoulder tore on a spread axle so that when it drags sideways going around a corner, it doesn't tear itself up. Yeah. But a close set tandem drive axle, when you go around a corner, those axles actually walk and form a little cone between them to go around the corner. Mm. Okay. All righty, guys. Uh, I appreciate the information. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day and drive safe. Yeah. Okay. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Okay. Well, that was, that was a good conversation, too. We uh, we covered some interesting stuff. I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, two discussions on haul and heavy. Haul and heavy. Yeah. And inflating for the load you're carrying. Yes. And And... Just to give it a little extra. That's all. Yep. All right. Uh, 254, is that it? 254, yes. 254. Texas. 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 Well, he's still in Texas. He's still in because you can't get out of Texas. You can't get out of Texas in one day. You have to drive for four days to get out of Texas. Yep. Is that blinker working? I don't know. It's not, uh... There it was. Now it worked. Hello, Texas. How are you doing today? We're doing good. Yourself? Well, not too bad. I'm actually in Idaho, but that's okay. He's in Idaho. You must have yeah. left a week ago to get out of Texas. <laughs> no, actually about six years ago. Just six never years ago. <laughs> He's under <laughs> camouflage. <laughs> All right, what's up? Uh, I have a question. Um, on my uh, drive tires, uh, I've noticed that the outside edge of both tires on the inside are wearing, you know, like as if it was running low pressure. And I've had an alignment done, and there's still a slight vibration. And I'm running uh, 105 to 110 pounds of pressure in the tires. I'm never really that heavy. Okay, let's let's back up and make sure I understand what the wear pattern is. Are you saying both shoulders, the inside and outside shoulder, on the inside tire, or are you seeing the shoulder that's closest to the frame of the truck? Right, yeah. The tires are close to the frame of the truck. The tire that's closest to the frame, but is it also just the shoulder that's closest to the frame? Mm, Well, I I would say it's it's both, but it's actually wearing a little bit more on the shoulder on the inside of the tire. Okay, all right. That's what I expected. 
And on the outside of the tire, is it just the very, very, very outside edge of, like, the outside quarter inch of the, of the tread? Yeah. Okay, all right. Then I'm not going to worry about that outside edge because that's just what we call tram work. But the inside is probably cupping the whole shoulder of the tire, the whole inside rib, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. It's not actually – I said I ran my finger across on it. It's not – it's not cupping. It's just wearing. It's just wearing. Okay. All right. Is it a lug tire or is it a straight rib tire? It's uh, one of those uh, Goodyear G362s. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Now, the inside shoulder of the inside tire wears for one of two reasons. Either the wheel bearing is loose or the axle is flexing as you hit bumps going down the road. Okay? okay. Either one is possible. Now you say you got a vibration. I'm going to describe a vibration to me to you. You tell me if it sounds like yours. You're at a sustained speed, at a steady speed on a smooth road, and you feel a vibration come up through your feet and seat that shakes and then stops and shakes and then stops. Does that sound yeah, like yours? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. Okay, and if you and if you step on the throttle, it'll go away until you settle your speed back down. If you let off the throttle, it'll go away until you settle the speed back down. Mm, yeah, I really haven't tried to be. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Okay, those are classic symptoms of a loose wheel bearing. So we got the wear of the loose wheel bearing, we got the vibration of a loose wheel bearing. I'd say you got a loose wheel bearing. I think we got a pretty good chance of bearings loose, yes. Now, what make and okay. year of truck is this? It's a 2014 ProStar. Okay. So it probably came with the adjustable bearings. Uh, tightening the bearings up is real simple. Nothing needs to be replaced other than the gasket on the axle when you pull it out. Uh, it takes about a half hour per wheel position. Yeah. At the most, two hours you should have all your bearings adjusted up. Is this the kind of thing you do yourself or you have somebody else do it? No, no, no. I have someone else do it. Okay. Just look at somebody on our website, anybody on our website at dline.com, and just say, you know, drive axle bearings tightened. It takes about two hours. Yeah, about two hours is what it's going to take. Now, if you want to take it into another shop, and if they're willing to call us and talk to us, we'll tell them how we want the bearing adjusted. They probably won't like the way we want to adjust it, but we can tell them and see if they'll do it. Just take it it to one of our shops, and they'll get you taken care of. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Okay, well, and get back to get back to Texas. They miss you. Oh yeah. Thank oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. All my ex live in Texas. There you go. George Strait. <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. He said George Strait sings that. He does. Well, why don't you let him sing? Because I like singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What area code we got now? We got 205. 205. I'm thinking Alabama. 205. 205, you sure? Yeah. You're right. I don't know how I knew that. You pulled that right out of your ear. I did. I saw you. Well, 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 damn, Sam. <laughs> Is he home? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, we we guessed home. right. <laughs> Hello, Alabama. Let's talk to him. Push the button. There we go. Hello. Hello, there. How, How you doing? doing? We're, we're just causing trouble. Yeah. Got two questions. 
First one is free. The second one's double the cost. <laughs> 2009 Pro Star. Okay. Uh, I run 16 ply steers. Tanks are set forward. I'm usually 12 8, 12 9 on the steer. Mm-hmm. Run 120 on the steer tire. Uh, mm-hmm. I run all positions on the rear. FS 561. Mm-hmm. I run 110 in the rear. Okay. You hit a line in the road or anything like that. This thing you better be holding on to the wheel it is the truck's just herky jerky it's hard to keep centered and going straight okay, where's tires line perfectly you run a line in, uh, that, that passes across the road or a line that you're running in line with the road like if they say there's a different spot in the road where they've packed something and it's a line in the road going yep, yep. straight down the road it'll yep, grab it duck, damn near snatch the hand yep you're towed out you're towed out, yeah. You need towed to out. Be really close to towed in, but it's not towed in enough. Yeah, it's just it's just barely wrong. Would you like to measure it yourself and prove that this is wrong? Or just take it to <laughs> I'm driving right now. It. We're working. Well, we ain't going to do it right now, I, but when you get stopped, I yeah. can tell you how to do it. You need a lot of All complicated right. tools. You need You need a tape measure that's about 12 foot long. Can yeah. you find one? Yep, yeah, I believe I can come up with that out of the side box. How about some duct tape? They got that in there? Yep. Uh, I got a plumb bob in there if I need that. No, don't need no that. Don't need no fucking plumb bobs. We need we need the duct tape, we need a tape measure, we need an ink pen, and we need an assistant. Somebody to hold the tape measure on the other end. Okay. And you yes, drive sir. your truck and you drive your truck nice and straight and bring it to a stop. You, you do it loaded. You know, loaded, empty, doesn't matter. Okay. Put two small patches of duct tape on the tread of the tire on the back side of your steer tires. Low gotcha. enough that you can run a tape measure across without hitting anything. Yeah, below the springs. Right. Then you make two little ink marks on your duct tape. And you slide the tape measure across, and you have your assistant hold the two-inch mark on your tape measure on the ink mark on the one side. You pull it tight and you measure to the other ink mark and see what it is. Or better still, pull it over and make an ink mark on a whole number so you don't have to do a lot of math. I like the math. It's more easy. Yeah, whatever. Right Okay. (laughs) Then you drive the truck forward until those two pieces of duct tape show up on the front side of the tire and you measure it again. Right. So if you start out with, let's say, 80 inches between them on one side, you roll it forward if you want. Uh, one sixteenth less one than eighty. Less. So uh, seventy-nine and fifteen sixteenths on the other side. That would be perfect. But I bet when you measure it, the front measurement will be slightly bigger than the back measurement. Or it'll be zero. Zero would be just it as bad. Be, I mean, especially like if you're loaded and it gets to zero, um, if it gets the same number on both sides, it'll just follow. By the time you're up to sixty-five, it'll, it's actually a thirty-second tow. Down. You'll do real good driving down the road until you until you hit a crack in the road. It hell, it'll even follow the crack walking on the sidewalk. Yep. It, yeah, it does. It'll it'll chase it. That's for sure. Now the other thing that a truck with that particular consistency would have would be a vibration in the steering wheel between forty-five and fifty-five miles an hour. Yeah, I'll get that every 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 now and again. I'll get that. I think the Centromatics eat a lot of it up. But yeah, yeah but I it's, mean, if it's, I, it's not balanced though, and that's why the Centromatics can't stop it. You need to get the toe set. Right. It's a, it, only, gotcha. it only occurs when you're accelerating, and it doesn't occur when you're decelerating. Okay. Uh, all righty. Very good. What was your second question now, that we're going to charge you double for? 
trailer, I pull a reefer. Mm-hmm. What causes uneven inside tire wear on a refrigerator on a reefer? Air air ride, everything like that. Is the reefer running when it's getting regular wear? Uh, reefer runs damn near all the time. <laughs> that's what that's what's causing it. Uh, I don't think that. You don't think that's it? Uh, oh come on, please. No. No. Okay. Like the. I, like on most of the tires, there's on the inside. There's a little. I, I run the Dayton D four, the the Dayton trailer tires that are supposed to be yeah, their low yeah. rolling resistance and fight yeah, the wear. Yeah. There's a little yeah. on most of them. There's a little bit of wear just on the inside. That's a rib rib that usually yep. I can keep them rotated and that'll get rid of it. Yep. Yep. The left front one though, on the inside trailer tire is, I mean it looks like a washboard. Yep, 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 yep. All right, you got you got you got a loose wheel bearing, or well, it could be axle flex from the if it's a Hendrickson suspension. Yeah, is it a Hendrickson suspension? Yes. Yeah. Then it's probably then both. It's both. The Hendrickson suspension, when they brought it out, That's is both. a lightweight suspension. It's seventy pounds lighter than everybody else's. In order to get that weight savings, they went from a five-inch diameter axle tube with a very thick wall, big, thick piece of pipe. They made it a six-inch tube, and they thinned the wall down like a Coke can. And now when you drive down the road and you hit bumps in the road, that axle flexes, and the bottom of the tire kicks out and kicks in. And as it does that, it chops the inside edge of the inside tire. But in the one position where you're seeing the worst wear? He's probably got a loose wheel bearing in that one position because it's it's two two problems. Okay. Now, gotcha. So tighten the wheel bearing and an axle flex. Yeah, you can't really do anything about the axle flex. Well, you can if you really want to. But you might, you might, we might. There might be an issue there that we haven't been able to uh, resolve. At least the Canadians. You the axle or something like that. You just <laughs> weld some weld some angle iron across the top of the axle all the way across well, to stiffen it up. But I have been told. Up. Yeah, but I have been told by one driver who asked the DOT about it, and the DOT says, you modify that axle, we'll deadline your truck. Yep. So it all depends well, and then on you the engine. You also got to worry about it, too, the heat warping the axle, even worse, making, making the problem even worse. Well, that's why you only spot weld it. Right. Now, I've <laughs> heard of people, I've had some people that said what they did was they put the angle iron on there, and they didn't weld it, they just clamped it. Just strapped it on. Put some U-bolts on it and held, the, held it on with clamps. So that's a possibility. Then you're not actually modifying the right. metal. Right. No, it's just, it's just holding that for you. Yeah, point. I'm just holding it. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want the axle <laughs> flexing, so I got some clamps holding in place. add 70 pounds worth of metal, so you still have <clears throat> savings for having the axle. Right. But you well, also stiffened it up. Okay. okay. Well, I appreciate that. That gets me. Does, would, uh, would the toes thing on the rear be like the rear of the truck? Being darty as well, like no, the the, the, the darty is all to the right. The, no, the darty is all toe in the steer axle. Yeah, it's just the steer axle. Okay. Just the steer axle's causing it all because I'll feel the rear, I'll feel the drives. They'll pull over to the side. As, well, if the drive too, but let's let's fix Thousand Nine International. Yeah, let's fix the first problem first. 
And then gotcha. if you if you get a ninety percent improvement, you still got a ten percent problem. You call us back and we'll talk about the ten percent. But let's not complicate things right now. Well, it wouldn't yes, take too much to tighten up them U-bolts. I know, but I want him to call back. That way we find out how it's working. <laughs> if we tell him everything on the first the phone call, we lose all our listeners. Come on, guys. I appreciate the info, guys. <laughs> Not a problem. You have a good day. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Y'all do the same. <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. He didn't have too bad an accent. Not really. Okay. We got more calls. Uh, yes, this next call. We have been on this over a half hour already. Time flies when you're having fun. Boy, am I having fun. Uh, this next call here is from the 928. 928. Oh, Arizona. Phoenix? Flagstaff? Prescott? Who knows? Let's find out. All right. See if they're home. Hello, Arizona. Ah, you're way off. Yuma, Arizona. Yuma. I've spent time in Yuma. Yeah. They had a jailer. Uh, just a little bit. Just a bit. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was about 115. Uh-huh. Yesterday. A little warm. A uh, yeah. little warm. Santa Ana. But I'm actually going to San Francisco right now. <laughs> uh, Running away from the heat. Okay. Uh, my question was, uh, I'm getting ready to buy some new Steers. And I was looking at the Michelin, the XT8 Energy, and mm-hmm. or the XT8 Twos. Which one would be the lower roller resistance? Okay, now the XZA Two or the XZA Energy. Not uh, which XZ Two or XZA Two. The well, I'm looking for steers. The, what would That's what the, I mean. Yeah, the X, X A um, X Z A. They've got a new they got a new name for their steer tire now. Really? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what it is. They went away from the X Z A three plus, and they call it an X Z A Energy. I think that's it. So that's the new. Yeah, that's their new yeah, Michelin yeah, steer. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you that one's going to have the best rolling. Range. That's the one. That's going to be the best. Yeah, X Z A. We got to give Michelin props now, and not that we. I mean. We know all the tire manufacturers. They're, they're all great people. They all do do a great job. But that Michelin, it's the it sets the standard. Yep, no doubt about it. Oh, okay, yeah, because all the all the the last three callers, I've had the same problem, mm-hmm. and I took it to get a line. My alignment was perfect. Uh, three axle alignment, just for in case. Uh, checked everything, and it ended up being that I need to balance my tires, but they were asking 37 ounces per tire oh, on my steers. Now, that's horrible. That's horrible. Um, yeah, what, so what, I, what, I inflation, what inflation do you run in your steer tires? I run everything 110. Okay. And are you buying 14-ply or 16-ply steer tires? Uh, 14. Okay, 110 in a steer tire is the minimum pressure it requires, and we find better results if you run 120, because those tires are carrying 6,000 pounds each on them. Your drive tires and your trailer tires are only carrying 4,000 pounds. They can get by with 100 pounds and be just fine. 
But that steer tire, that one's it gets abused. You got to steer. You actually got to turn corners. It has camber. It has tow. When you step on the brakes, if more load goes on it, it needs more air. Right. Okay, so you recommend 120. Oh, and I got super singles or white base tires also. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, all right. Would that you... changed my rear inflation. Now, now I want them at 110. Okay, so you want 110 on steers and 110 on the drive. No, I want 120 steers. 120 steers and 110 on the drive. That'll be fine. Yeah, that should do it. More than 110. And that Michelin tire, is it's going to yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. Okay? All righty. Thank you, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yep. All right, bye. Okay. Yuma. Headed to San Francisco. Headed to San Francisco. I wonder which route you take from Yuma to go to San Francisco. Well, I guess you're going to go down 8 and then up 15. Yeah, you're going to have to go straight over to San Diego and then go north. Yeah. Because from Yuma, you can't get there any other way unless you want to take the two-lane roads up through Brawley. And... Who wants to do that? Then you got to go through all sorts of restricted Yeah, but if you went up through Brawley, you could come up and you could you could avoid L.A. altogether. Well, avoiding L.A. is a nice thing. That is a nice thing. Come down through Tehachapi Pass, drop down through Bakersfield, catch five, go on up to San Francisco. Okay. That could work. Okay. That could work. Scenic route, less traffic. All right. Okay. Um, this is how it – see, what? I, I, I don't recall how many years it's been. I think it's been 20 years since At I least. lived in San Diego. Yeah, it's been a long time. But you keep going back like every several months. So you know where all these I'm I'm getting used to all those roads. I yeah. don't remember the interstates in California. That, that's okay. That's all right. They moved them anyway. <laughs> yeah, they just 651? 651. What is it? Missouri. Minnesota. It started with an M. Yes, it did. Sven and Ollie country. Sven and Ollie. Let's see if this is Sven or if this is Ollie. All right. Hello. This is Ollie. This is Ollie. Okay. <laughs> and are you at home? Yes, sir. You are. Well, that's nice. Yep. All right. So what's up? Uh, calling to see if I, I've been running the uh, Centromatics and the steers. Yep. Um, I'm sorry, counteract and the steers. But okay. uh, it's starting to get expensive. I'm wondering if the Centromatics works just as well. Centromatics work just fine. Okay. Now, all right. Now, that's all I need. Counteract, counteract costs, what, about $15 a wheel to balance? Yeah. Close to that. Yeah. Okay. And Centromatics is going to cost you $100 a wheel position. Yep. Okay. And so then you just divide it out and figure out how many sets of tires you're going to put on, decide if you're going to get your money back out of it. Really, that's okay. all the difference is. Okay. Okay. And I recommend, them I, for, I recommend them for every wheel position, drives, trailers, and steers. Yep. All right. How about uh, for super singles, no? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything okay. needs balance. A dynamic balancer should be on every wheel position. <laughs> yeah, whether you put it in the tire or you put the mechanical device on it, Every wheel position should be balanced. Let, let, let's look at it this way. Do you own a pickup truck? Yes. Do you balance the rear tires on it? Yes. What would happen if you didn't? Uh, shake and wear like shit. Yeah. 
and and you've only got two drive tires on your pickup truck. You got f- four or eight on your tractor, depending on whether you're running duels or super singles. There's, there's lots of good yep. reasons to balance back there. Yeah. Okay. It gets you about 25% more life. I don't know if I go 20. Okay. I, I, I go 15 to 20% more life if you balance. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, guys. You betcha. Bye. Well, that was fun talking to Ollie. Yes, Spen's a joke. I got I got a whole bunch of Spen and Ollie jokes. We'll skip them for now. <laughs> Maybe if nobody else asks any questions. We've only got one more question, and then I get to start telling jokes or singing. All right. Oh, my exes. We still have a question. Oh, okay. All right. We'll do one more. All right. The next question is from the 904 area. 904? Yeah. Florida. 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 Still there. Takes forever to get out of Florida. Does. And and that hurricane that's going through Jamaica right now is going to be heading up the east coast of Florida. It kind of looks that way. Does. Uh, hit there about Thursday morning. I hope it's that late because I'm going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Yeah, you'll get out. You'll get out. Okay. Good, because I don't need to be down there for another hurricane. Okay. Well, you got to push the button. Okay. You didn't push the button. Hello, Florida. Hello, Mike and Kevin. And I am Hi. not at home. I'm up here in Jersey. Oh, good. You're away from uh, the hurricane. Good for you. Yeah. 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 And wife and kids are down here about a hurricane. Yeah, but so, then you uh, have to be in. Then you have to be in Jersey. I don't know if that's a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be out of here in the morning. Uh, there you go. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. I got. Jacksonville. Where are they at? Yeah. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. about Friday. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's up? Um, got a 01 Classic. Um, and uh, my front, my steer tires, uh, uh, I went and got alignment, and my front drive axle was kicked out to the left a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, we put new bushings and all in there. And my steer tires at that time had just started wearing my right one on the inside and my left one on the outside, driver's side okay. outside and passenger side inside of it. Getting okay. ready. Uh, they, it was a line on the laser thing. i got to get to your guy in Daytona um, That's okay. when I get home and get this thing done. But my, my biggest problem is when I'm uh, like coming across 80 and stuff, some of the rough road, you hit some mm-hmm. rough bumps and it feels like the – you ever drive a, like a pickup truck with a steering mm-hmm. stabilizer on it and the stabilizer's mm-hmm. going bad? And the yeah, steering wheel's twitching that. back and forth? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, two things are possible. One is if the guy is trained a certain way, in order to make the truck drive straight, he'll put an extra caster wedge under the right front leaf spring with the thick side to the back or under the left front leaf spring with the thick side to the front. And he's attempting to twist the caster to make the truck drive straight. Now, if you have, if you flip the hood and you look and you see a caster wedge on one side and not on the other side, what happens when you hit a bump in the road is as the load compresses the front end, it twists the caster more. And when you come off it, it twists it back and it creates a chatter in the steering wheel on rough road. Okay. That's a possibility. So, you can tell if that's what he did simply by flipping your hood and looking. Right. If yep. it doesn't have those gems, that wasn't the problem. Yes. But it's the most probable cause. Okay. The shims are going to be 
on the bo- uh, between the leaf spring and the and the axle. Yeah, usually below the block. Now, what make of truck was this? It's a 2001 Freightliner Classic. Freightliner. Okay, so there is a bit of a riser block. He could have put the shim under the riser block or on top of the riser block. Depends on the mechanic is where he sticks him if he's going to do it. Okay. But if there are wedges, the important thing the alignment guy that trained our way wants, if there's wedges, I want the same wedge on both sides. Or take them all out. Okay. Now, the second thing that can cause rough ride on a three-axle tractor today is a high caster setting. We find the lower we can set the caster down to around two degrees, the smoother the front of the truck rides on these rough roads. Right. So okay. the, fir- the first thing is make sure the wedges are the same. And if that's okay, then the second thing I'm going to be doing is can we lower the caster down to around two degrees to smooth things out? Okay. So if I go to your guy down there in Daytona, he can check my wheel bearings and do, yep. and do yep. all that. Yeah, it's an international okay. dealer down there. They can check all that, and you can mention reducing caster to them, and, and the individual tech may or may not know what I'm talking about. But on our alignment equipment that he's got, there's a tech line phone number. All you should do is pick up the phone number and call that tech line, and Kevin or I will tell him about it. It's no big deal. Okay. Okay? okay. So, so, I, so I want that at two degrees, then, and that will hopefully stop that. Yeah, we've we've had guys that we've the the trucks are coming out with between four and five degrees of caster. This is way too much. Okay. And when you reduce to two degrees, the expansion seams of the road just seem to disappear. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll get uh, get I got to get down there and get him to do that before I put the new steers on. One other quick question for you. You may be able to help me with. We we charge we charge triple for this next question. All right, I'll send you a check in the morning. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, um, my uh, Back uh, four or five months ago, I had a U-joint replaced, had a couple of them replaced that were getting kind of worn, and they mm-hmm. put one in. I got about 1,500 miles. It broke and cost me about seven grand on the road. Ooh. In Louisiana, it broke and lost a carrier bearing, lost a U-joint, lost air tanks, and just tore up mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were trying to say it was from ride heights when I've never had a ride height problem. But uh, when that drive shaft came out the back, it did bend the tab on the axle, pushed it up, and I had my airbags jacked way up. Sure. I mean, you could see you could see probably three quarters of the bill. Sure. Well, uh, uh, on these, the, you know, nobody I've found has been very good at being able to check the ride height and drive angles. Okay. Okay. Um. And my back, my rear airbags looks like there's about four to five inches of the bell showing, and my front axle, I've only got like two inches of airbag showing. Okay. Of the bell showing under the bag, and they're all okay. the same airbags, and they're all fairly new. Um, okay. What could possibly? All right. Be doing all right. That? All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through how to check your 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 driveline angles. Okay. Yeah. Now. You're going to want to go to the Lowe's or the Menards or the Home Depot, and you're going to go to the carpenter section, and you're going to find yourself a little six-inch long digital level. They have them for sale there. You're going to get that little digital level. It's like the old-fashioned torpedo levels. You're going to go out to your truck, and you're going to clean off the top of the frame, make sure there's no crap or dirt on it. You're going to set the digital level on top of the frame, aim toward the front of the truck, right above the diff, okay? Okay. And there will be an alternate zero button 
on that level, then you're going to zero it on top of the frame. Then you're going to take the digital level and you're going to put it down on the diff housing right next to the U-bolts on the square piece of the steel of diff housing, okay? Yeah. And you're going to let it sit there for a minute, and there's a hold button on the digital level. You're going to push that hold button. You're going to pick it up, and you're going to look at it. Got it? Okay. Yep. Okay, now, as a general rule, the front diff should have three degrees of, of pinion angle, the rear diff should have 13. There should be 10 degrees difference between them. And that 13 okay. degrees versus 3 degrees is the reason that you're seeing more of the bell in the back housing than on the front. Correct. You should see more because there's 10 okay. degrees more pinion angle. Okay? Yep. Okay. All right. So 3 degrees on the front, put it on top of the frame, just be on level yep. ground, right? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, it doesn't care if you're on level ground because you're going to zero to the frame. Right. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not into the new digital levels. All yeah. right. So z- zero it on the frame and then stick it yep. down there. It should be a three degree. Yeah. Um, three degrees front. forward, right? Yes. yes. And 13 or yeah. so on the back. Now, if the front's two and the rear's 12, you still got the 10 degrees difference. That's what you're really yeah. looking for. Okay. Now, if you've got okay. those numbers, then I'm not worried about your ride height. Okay. Okay. If you have, do you have any vibration problems coming up through your seat and feet or your, your shifter shaking, particularly between 40 and 40, 50 miles an hour? Uh, not really, no. It's pretty smooth. It, uh, the only thing I'm really feeling is my, the, the cupping and the steer tires on these okay. edges. Okay. If the pinion angles were wrong, you should have a vibration coming up through your seat or your shifter at about 40 to 50 miles an hour. Okay. It would come and go away. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so since I'm not hearing that complaint, I'm less concerned about it. But if you want to measure it, okay. get one of those cheap digital levels, measure it, and you can tell what you got. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I will, because he just took a tape measure and measured the back of the airbags. He's yeah, like, that's oh, you're like 11 always... and three quarter inches. Yeah, that's I think he put it at 11, 11 and three quarter inches or something. Or... <laughs> Yeah, like I that. can't remember what the numbers are, but when you're used to doing it, the factory has a procedure where you measure from the top of the diff housing to the bottom of the frame on one axle, and you do this, and you subtract the, the number based on what time of the month it is and all kinds of happy horseshit. Yeah. But once you get one yeah. set right, then all I did was go back, and I measured from the frame to the bottom of the bell housing, and okay, well, that's what it's supposed to be, and from then on, that's all I measured. Okay. Okay. That'll work. I will get me one of them levels and check that out myself and make sure. I don't want to go through any more driveline problems. Got you, buddy. So, no problems. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll you have a great you day. Again soon. All yeah, right. Back. 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 <laughs> Florida. Florida, Arizona, Alabama, Ohio. A Texan in Idaho. What? A Texan in Idaho. Idaho. Right. <laughs> Minnesota. A Florida in New Jersey. Yeah, and there was something before. There was all kinds oh, of weird right. places we talked to. Minnesota. Oh. Yeah, we did Minnesota. Well, there was a 305. That was uh... true. Do you realize that we have eight more minutes and we have no calls? No calls. And I can start singing now? You start singing, I am leaving. You're leaving? <laughs> uh oh. There's more people want to talk. They don't want to listen to me sing. <laughs> What's that phone area code? 952, which I think is also Minnesota. 952 is Minnesota. Let's talk to him. This must be Smith. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the right one? Up up 952, right there. That guy. Right. Is this Sven? 
this is this is also Oli. But this don't is forget Ollie. about my don't forget about my wife Lena. Lena, yes. <laughs> Sven, Ollie, and Lena. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Um, okay, uh this may be something that you guys don't cover. I'm wondering about those auto stocks. Since in Minnesota we can't put chains on in the winter. Yes, I hear they work. That's what I hear. That's all I hear. I have no idea how long they last, but I know several truck fleets that are buying some of them, and they, they, they're using them. Yeah. Okay. I figure, well, there's that Peterbilt's got them on sale, I think, uh, 178 mm-hmm. a pair up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's a whole lot less than getting pulled out of the ditch. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> and, and, and like I said, the report, reports I've gotten is they work. So I don't know if they'll last one season or if you're going to have to buy them, you know, depending on how many uses you get out of them. I know chains, they last forever. They just turn into rust and they're, uh, they're heavy and they're hard to put on. But the, the, I hear these work. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's all, that's all I had for you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Okay. That took care of that one. Yeah. We've already talked to the next one. Well, Texas is back. He's back. With another question? Yeah. Well, let's find out. Hello, Texas. Hello, how are you? <laughs> good. You got another question? Yeah. Well, not another question. That, uh, no, I was just going to say that gentleman who called about the Centromatic uh, and the uh, counterbalance. Yes. And he's got the uh, super singles. Yes. I know you got to deal with uh, Kevin Rutherford quite a bit. And he, uh-huh. he suggests for the, for the super singles to just use the counterbalance because – the Centromatic is on the inside of the tire, and he, he noticed that you have uneven wear on the tire when you have the Centromatic on it as opposed to the uh, counterbalance because the okay. counterbalance I'll, goes completely across the wheel. Right, and the Centromatic would, would really be off-center to the center of the tire. Uh, could be. I don't have any experience with that, but I do appreciate the input. Yeah, I just thought I'd let you know about that and, or let him know about it because you have some other balancing, so... Anyway, I appreciate that's what that. Kevin Rutherford's, yeah, that's what Kevin suggests. Very good. Thank you, sir. Don't mess with my exes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got now? Is pretty much in the center of the tire. But when you got a super single, the centromatic is set up. It's going to be it's way, way off center, right? Yeah. And that may be a problem. I don't know. We'd have to ask Centromatic, but I, I don't know. Okay. What do we got? A 507, which I think is also. Five, oh, it's Minnesota. We got a bunch of Sven and Ollie's. And Lena's. Is this a Lena? Let's find out. Is this Lena? Hello? Nobody's here. Yes, are you talking to me? Yes, we're talking to you. <laughs> Hello. Oh, we lost him. You're breaking up. Yeah, he's really breaking up bad. That's a shame. I'd like to talk oh, to him. He's gone. He's oh, gone. He's there. He's there? He's almost gone. I can't hear him. No, I can't really hear him either. All right, let's try somebody else. We'll come back. Must have been spent. Could be. Now, this 928 we've already talked to. Yes, but he. He's back. back. Okay, well, let's find out. All right. Hello, 928. What direction he's taking? Hey, I'm back. I had another question. I forgot okay. about it. Okay. Uh, 
I run flatbed, spread axle. Uh, I run on all position position uh, uh, tire. Would you recommend that or use a uh, like a trailer tire? All right. An all-position tire is okay, but what we've learned on spread axle trailers is because when you drag them sideways, they tend to tear the tread off and roll the shoulders. And particularly in recaps, you need to have a recap that is designed for a spread axle that will stand up to that. I'm not sure if anybody makes a trailer tire that is designed to put up with that any better than than an all-position tire. Yeah, they really, yeah. So, really, I guess it's all right. Just go ahead and get it, but pay attention to what you do when you're ACAT. Right. right. So, okay, so you'd rather recommend an off position on a spread axle because it's a closed shoulder, right? Yes. You want a, you want a closed you shoulder. You don't want a lug. Yeah, you, well, you wouldn't put lugs on a trailer anyway. Um, but yeah. you, want a good, you want a good solid shoulder on that tire to stand up to the lateral drag you're going to do when you're cornering. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Very good, and, buddy. And and how to go yep. to San Francisco? It's yep. almost a four-lane highway already from Arizona, from Yuma, Arizona. Uh, yep. Highway 111 through Bali is a four-lane highway now. All the yep. way to the 10, 10, mm-hmm. uh, 58. I mean, everything's all, it's a lot better now than back in, uh, what, what's that, six years ago, 10 years ago? A lot uh, 20 better four-lane highways. Oh, for me. The, oh, it's a it's a big change then. You'll get lost out here then. <laughs> we we grew up in Escondido, California, and we would go over to the desert right. and to yeah. Salton, and and then we would go out to Yuma and we go play in the river. And so we've driven all over out there, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, now out here is a four. It's all four lane highways now out here. Cool. Cool. I'll have to drive that sometime when I have absolutely nothing better to do. <laughs> that would be a difficult <laughs> place to find. Yeah, uh, and last time you sang, you broke my phone. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day, buddy. Uh, you too. All right, bye. bye. Okay, no no singing, huh? All right. right. Are we running out of people? We've got one. Well, we got the Minnesota guy. Out of time. Well, let's let's try the Minnesota guy again. Uh, three, oh, this one right here. Yeah, we, he cut out on us. Let's see if we can talk to him. Uh, hello, Minnesota. Are you back? Can you hear us? It keeps clipping. I hear a click, click, but I yeah, can't talk I to you. It's just not there. All right. Well, let's go to the other guy. Three one six. Three one six, which is uh, California. Three one six is Kansas. 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 Well, you pushed hello. the wrong one. Now you're. Oh, no. oh, I've got two. You got two people here. Let's. We're going to do a conference call. <laughs> All right. Hello, Kansas. Hello, hello. Are you there? We're here. You there? Yeah, I got a ninety-two hundred that rides a little choppy. It's about a two hundred and thirty-inch wheelbase, and I was listening to you talk about the four and five degree. Was it camber? Caster. Caster. Would that yes. would that help to have have it taken to the alignment shop? smooth the ride out to lower it to two degrees particularly if you're driving down the road and you can tell yes it's when my front tires hit that the thing is shaking if it's bumping when the rear tires hit changing the cast caster is not going to help you right if you can feel it in your hands when you you hit a bump yeah 
that you can lower that feeling caster. Your, what do you mean by what do you mean what do you mean by feeling it in your hands in the steering I, wheel I, or? Yeah, if you feel the steering wheel bump, that's one thing. But I'm kind of paying attention. I'm coming up onto a bridge abutment, and I can tell the front tires hit it, and I feel the bang. Okay, that's front end caster. If it, if yeah. it doesn't occur until it hits the rear tires, then... Then caster's not going to help you. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And then one last question. On a 99 Freightliner, the bag's kind of sitting in an angle, and uh, it just doesn't look either. right. The U-bolts are loose. Huh? The U-bolts are, are loose. You need they to loosen them just sitting. a little more, push the airbags back yeah. out so they're straight, Tighten the U-bolts up, and then every 50,000 miles, somebody needs to go underneath there with a gun and re-tighten them to keep them tight. That would, yeah. Yeah, and that would be how tight would those have to be? What kind of foot pounds? I use a big air hose, the best impact gun I got, and run it until it doesn't turn anymore. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Just tighten the piss out of them, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, it says 450 is a torque spec on those, but I use a German torque spec, also the one that's used up in Minnesota with Sven and Ollie. It's guten tight. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I want. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Because it's mostly the front ones that are off, but I think that's just a coincidence, don't you? It is because what's happening on the Freightliner design is the leaf springs are attached to the bottom of the axle and all the weight is hanging on the U-bolts. Right. Instead of, right. Instead of settling down on top of it like it is on the steer axle, yes. the U-bolts can actually stretch and cause uh, everything to shift. Yep. Okay. Would that be would that be a deal we'd need to go to the alignment shop? They'd probably have the tools to get underneath like we wouldn't at home, I suppose, huh? No, just run it up on a on a couple of blocks of wood so it's high enough off the ground so you can get the impact gun underneath the son of a bitch. Loosen it off about right. one turn, put a port of power right. between the leaf springs, push them back out where they belong and tighten them up. Tighten them up. Sounds good. I'm gonna buy your okay. book. Would it talk about that in your book? Uh, probably not. We don't give away our secrets. Yeah, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Start singing, boys, unless you got okay. another one. Okay. We'll get her done. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. One more. Yeah, we got the six four one. We started to do a conference call with. Yeah. Let's go with this guy here. Six four one. Yeah. Iowa. Right. Hello, Iowa. Hello. How you doing? How's the back? It's doing super. We're doing fine. Yeah. What's uh, I heard that. Question on that. Uh, air pressure in the rear drive yep. tires. Uh, yep. Not too long ago, your man Kevin said on a program <laughs> to run as much air pressure as possible in the rear tires, provided that the rim was... Uh, was able to take it, and the tires was uh, made for it. And now you're saying 105 or 110. So what's uh, what are you? What's the reason for not running more air in there? Are you going to wear the center tread? No, you won't wear the center tread. What happens if you run way more pressure than you really need? Is you reduce the flex in the sidewall, you stiffen up the sidewall but it also shortens up the footprint. There's not as big a footprint there. And the engineers complain about that. They say, we want you to run 70 pounds. Well, we know 70 pounds doesn't work. We know 95 to 100 works just fine, okay? 
Some people want to run 110 or more in those drive tires, and if you want to, that's fine. But you're shortening up your footprint, which means you have less traction when you brake. You have less footprint when your foot when your acceleration is being applied, and you will get more severe heel and toe wear because the lugs are twisting as they go through the footprint, and the footprint's so small that that less of them are taking the load. Okay. But you will, because you're running on a smaller patch of of tire, you will improve your fuel mileage. That's true. You get better fuel economy at higher pressures. Well, yeah, that's that's where he's coming from, I'm sure. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, So then it gets to be a race between how much tire wear cost you're going to have versus your fuel mileage. Exactly. That's where the battle is always fought, okay? Yeah, let's not go down to 75 pounds, though. Right. Because I know the engineers like it, but that's a standard. I wouldn't run 75. I wouldn't run 85. I like 90 to 100, and it's good numbers. Right. And we we don't hear any complaints about people not being able to brake or not being able to have any traction. Right, right, But that's that's what the engineers are concerned about. He said he never had a tire problem on a tire that was ran up, you know, around 120. But, right. uh, I never have either, but what we have noticed, and we've, we've, we're gathering more data on this, is when you go to the wide base super single tires instead of duals, we're finding the excessive high pressure really is adding to the heel and toe wear. And particularly if you go to a six by two configuration, only one drive axle instead of two, and the second axle is a dead axle. Uh-huh. The wear in that front drive axle when you're at real high pressures is really exaggerated. If we lower the pressure a little bit, we get better tire life. Okay, okay. And I don't know how you measure, say, the difference between 120 and 110 as far as there's really no way, I guess, to figure that that I could believe or, can, you know, could figure out. But, uh, what I do is I can... You just rub your hand on the tire, and you can feel the severity of the heel and toe wear. Yeah. Okay. Now, right. high yeah. horsepower is going to give you severe heel and toe wear anyway, so I don't know that it matters. Yeah, we're all, on a conventional all bridge, is... On a conventional bridge, you're not going to have heel and toe. On a straight rib, there is no heel and toe. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. All righty. That information there. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good weekend. Yeah. What's left? We'll do her. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. So we ended our show on a call from Iowa. (laughs) Iowa, a local boy. All right. Well, folks, it's been fun. We got through another week. I'm going to go to Knoxville, Tennessee this week and do some work with Best One Tire. We'll be back next week and try and answer some more questions. Maybe we'll get one of them right. Good times. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.